Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Here is David Basil, Roger Scott, and Justin Moore. It's now time to talk to former Razorback and NFL Hall of Famer Dan Hampton. Presented by Metro Towing and Recovery. You call, we haul. And by Central Termite and Pest Control. Locally owned and operated since 1957. Live from Chicago, here is Dan Hampton. The Danimal. The Danimal. The one and only the gold jacket. Holder and uh, NFL Hall of Famer and uh, all-around good guy Dan Hampton. Good morning. How are you today? Hey, greetings, my porculent brothers. I'm hoping that everybody <laughs> in Arkansas is ready to kind of crank up the tempo this week. You know, I was thinking about this. By the way, I just heard that uh, Max Prairie Wings commercial, and I mean, that reminds me of, you know, long ago. I, I, I used to go down with a bunch of friends. Uh, the great Ronnie Schrader was a duck hunter, and, and we would go down and uh, be a part of that. That was uh, a great time. But I was thinking about as, you know, this season has unraveled. Obviously, the opener and then last week, the Kent State, <laughs> which we did not play that good. Well, guess what? You know, now you're kind of getting onto the meat of the schedule, and now you got to crank it up. And BYU, obviously, you know, they've got, uh, they got a little bit of the red. You know what? Because, yeah. you know, we laid 56 on them last year. So this, this could be the test that we've been waiting for most of the season thus far. Yeah, Dan, it's uh, you're right. Again, we we saw another game where we just could not did not get a push up front. Uh, Sam Pittman addressed it and just said it is it is. There's no hiding from it. And uh, you saw where KJ Jefferson had to be now involved in the run game for that offense to get moving. And we've been talking all week. I still uh, am suspect whether this offense can work without KJ being a design runner. You know, Dan Enos has brought more of a pro style. You know, handoff pass. You know, no RPOs, no rush to the line of scrimmage like you had in Bryles. And all of a sudden, with the clock the way it's going, you know, if you don't make a couple first downs, man, you got to do the other team. You don't see the ball very much. We've got, I think, averaging 15 less plays a game in the first two games, 100 less yards per game. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and you're right. This is going to be the biggest test. I think BYU's better than they were last year. But I just I, – you know, I think the defense side of the ball, I think I feel good about that, Dan. But, yeah, there's there's concerns up front. Uh, I think KJ's going to have to be the guy to, to sort of help offset that that a little bit and obviously the quarterback focal point of the offense we get it we get it but there's 11 on offense i'm one so yeah it, the team concept has to kind of have to be you know reamed up a little bit because think about this you know and i i saw it in the opening um game you know limber struggled i mean it, it, i mean it and then, of course, uh, who was it? Latham was out and now came back. It, it, the offensive line has thus far been injury-riddled and untrustworthy. But all that can be alleviated by a game plan by Danny. You know, sure, that sure. Is, allows them to say, hey, we don't care if we have to throw the ball five times this game. We're going to – got to – and I'm not a big Philadelphia Eagle fan, but if you watch that game last yep. night – Jalen Hurts was struggling. The, you know, the offense was sputtering. They essentially just said, okay, we're going we're gonna, to, you know, put our hat on backwards, and here we go. We're going to just r- run downhill. And when they did, 
not only did they control the clock, they kept the ball away from the Vikings, but they put their offense back in rhythm, and then they were able to make some big shots downfield. So, you know, I'm, I'm, again, Danny, you know, is uh, uh, a very interesting character to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, when he was here a number of years ago, he had great success. Thus far, we're not seeing it. And, yeah, everybody can blame the offensive line, and trust me, there's there's a lot of reasons to, to lay blame on them. We, you know, you're watching it. I watched the film. It, it's not good. It's not great. But there's a way you can kind of, you know, alleviate that, and that is by just letting these guys, you know, say, hey, you're going to have to play lower and work harder, but if you do, we're just going to run the ball until this offense fixes itself. Uh, visit with Dan Hanson brought to you by Metro Toying and Central Termite and Pest Control. I got to talk about the defense real quick. We we uh, have a uh, NIL call each week uh, brought to you by Whitehall Fresh Market, and it's Landon Jackson, six foot seven, about two eighty. And if he's two eighty, he's the leanest two eighty I've ever seen, Dan. But he reminds me of you a little bit, Roger. I don't know if you noticed Landon's arms. He's like yeah, Dan. Absolutely. He's got those long arms, yeah, and he, yeah. he tapes his hands up, and obviously yes. came on that fourth down play and and and, bro- and blew that up and stopped him on fourth and one at the goal line. Uh, did you watch his play and the defensive line play, and what did you think of that of them as a whole? Absolutely, and you know, I was looking at you know who to give the uh, the Snoutman to. He was he, he he came in second place. You know, Jaheim Thomas will be you know this week's uh, Snoutman Award winner. Twelve tackles, uh, sack and a half. But hey, Landon, he got a sack on that fourth down. Yep. He was you know he was terrific again. You know. The lower you play, and, and and that's something he has to constantly think about. This, Baz, I don't think the Bears up here. I, I didn't see a sled, a seven-man sled, or a five-man sled, right. or two-man sled. You know, I don't know if the Razorbacks and the <laughs> offensive line coach still work on that. But I remember we used to have shoots, metal yeah, cages. You betcha. The offensive lineman had to learn to fire out, or at least. Five feet, without you know tearing their heads off yep. on the on these metal bars, and essentially it promoted playing low with leverage. And again, back to the offensive line. Like I said, they're not playing with leverage. They're standing up trying to you know titty bump, and and that ain't going to get it done in the SEC. <laughs> you may be Kent State with it, but you're not going to beat LSU. So you know, I hate to say old school, but we got to go back old school because there's a reason for this. And you know, Landon Jackson, he. He could benefit from drills where you learn to drive a sled and stay low yeah. and, and, you know, all those things. But, yeah, he's getting better and better by the week, it looks like. You know, the other thing, Roger, I don't know if you've ever seen this. I know Dan remembers it. The other thing we did, we had these shoots that he's talking about, these metal shoots that would make you, especially the offensive linemen, and you had to shoot out underneath them. And you would push you, you would push a dummy or sled underneath, and you stay had to go stay down and keep your head down for wow. maybe even longer than five feet. But you also had this, Dan. They also had a wooden, like a, not a two-by-four, but a, a wider one that you had to keep your feet wide and had a good base. And you had to do these. So you were really? doing all those. And you're right. That's I don't know what if they do that anymore. I mean, that, that's old wax school. Wax on, wax off? It's sort of, it's sort of, wow. sort of I, don't, I don't remember the shoot. Yeah, I don't think I've ever to, seen I'll have to one. Google that for you to see if yeah. you can uh, see that. Well, it, it is a big game, Dan. It, it, this will sort of wait, tell wait, us. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. Did Roger say wax on, wax off? That's <laughs> a, it's, a, it's almost like that's what he's doing. It's almost like Mr. Miyagi had you guys doing things. <laughs> no, they were two for 12s, and there was two of them laminated together. And essentially, you know, if you're driving and you hit that, man, you're going to break your ankle. So it did Jeez. promote. 
from driving a, an opponent with a base. Oh, I mean, man. and again, I mean, we said we. I know we sound like Bart Starr and, and Johnny United. <laughs> talking about all this they were winners. Yeah, it, hey. It works. It, it works. works. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, you know, I'm going to try to find out. There's some Katie bumping going on. I'm going to try to find it. I'm going to try to find out this week when I'm up there to get this weekend if they have those. Hey, I, dude, I can, it's in the museum. I can, actually, I can even love, probably try, try to see a look on the practice field itself. I did want to ask you too, Dan. Uh, Tony Dorsett was in town for the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Uh, wanted to see what your memories were of Tony Dorsett. He did a good job. He's been dealing, Dan, with you know CTE type issues, and he did a good job had a couple little bumps that he worked his way through but um what an amazing accomplishment as a, a pro as a, a football player heisman trophy winner national championship in college super bowl championship mm-hmm. nfl hall of fame i mean the guy that accomplished about it all but i wanted to see what what kind of memories you had of him no that's that's terrific let, let, let me just before we get to tony td let me just go back back to the offensive line where where did sam Pittman come from he was the offensive line coach at Northern Illinois yeah. and all over the Georgia. And I, 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 see, to me, that that is that is amazing. That that I hate to say it, his 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 domain is the the, the, yep. the real trigger point on this football team success ratio. Yeah, yeah. My goodness, uh, you, you'd think that and I know. We love Sam, I know. And Sam's been great. We just I don't know what it is. And again. Uh, it, it, maybe just somehow, maybe there is you know someone that can you know like I, I could have had a V eight you know that deal. Oh, hey, we need to get some sleds and start working. <laughs> well, I will so, say I will hey. say this: that they, they've got a true freshman at one tackle, retro freshman here from Central Arkansas, Chamblin kid is a good kid, going to be a really good football player. I'm like you; you're sort of scratching your head and say, "He's been here four years. How do we, with the transfer portal and all that, not have a senior or a junior there and let those other guys, you know, develop?" But, but instead, you're playing retro freshman and freshman, and, and they're you know they're not quite at that level they need to be at yet. They're going to be, but you would think in year four that that would that they would have that line depth to be able to do that, but for whatever reason, and they listen, they're learning on on the on the on the uh, at work now. I mean, that it's it's uh, learning on the run, getting better on the run. They don't have any choice to do but but to get better. Yeah, the OTJ. Yeah, but but back. Well, that 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 second year uh, redshirt freshman and all that. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot. And, and again, if, if indeed. You can bring him along. Well, then you, you've got the luxury of a couple of more years. Yeah, that's, yeah, so, there's, I mean, yeah, there's a lot yeah, of reasons. Yeah. But but again, back to back to fundamentals and basics. And and you know, he he plays way too high. You know, they've got to learn to, to you know bend at the hips and knees and and not just turn, you know you know try to uh, duck over. You got to squat and get into a power uh, hitting position. And and again, it goes back to power cleans and squats and all that all that stuff and. If they hadn't done it by now, it's hard to find it when you're going into October. So let's hope that they can get it fixed. Now, you brought up Tony Dorsett. By happenstance, I do a television show every week with Dave Wanstead. Dave Wanstead was the 11-year NFL coach, I think seven years with the Bears and then four years with the Miami Dolphins. I think you're well aware of the fact that he was in Dallas as the coordinator with Jimmy Johnson. Yep when the Cowboys were winning the Super Bowls for Jerry Jones. All that being said, he comes from Pittsburgh. That's that's where yep. he played his college bomb. Right. He blocked for Tony Dorsett. Oh, I didn't know and that. He was telling a story this week. And 
he was saying that he remembers this this dude that was a, what would you call it, like a, a guy that helped recruit players, blah, blah, blah. They were all excited about going to Notre Dame and playing the Fighting Irish back in the early 70s or whatever when Tony was playing. I think it was like 74, yeah, 5, yes, 6. Yeah, that's somewhere. it, all those three years, four years, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it, 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 anyway the, the Notre Dame program was with, I think, Dan Devine at the time. You know, was uh, always at the top ten, and no, nobody had ever run for a hundred yards in the stadium. And anyway, this this booster found a guy over in uh, you know Indiana, a Notre Dame fan, and said, "Hey, I'll bet you, you know, that he runs for over a hundred hundred yards." And this guy goes, "Hey, I'll do it two to one." You know, blah blah blah. Nobody's going to run for over a hundred yards against <laughs> Notre Dame at, at you know Notre Dame. I think he ran for 272 mm. yards or something. Yep. The first play of the game, he went 83 yards for a touchdown. Mm. So, you know, that that just tells you there was something special about him. My rookie year, we're playing the Cowboys in Dallas, and it's, it, it, we're scratching and biting and clawing, and it's pretty much even right before halftime. And I knife into the backfield, and I hit him, and I go down, and he kind of spins off. And runs about 50 yards and puts him in position to get a field goal right before the half. And, and you know, it's one of those deals. He's not that big. Right. He wasn't that, you know, he wasn't near old Campbell. Yeah. But he had amazing balance. And, you know, he was he was one of those guys that was kind of like built to be a running back. He was. Yeah. And, and all those accolades and, and accomplishments that you read off, there's a reason why. He was, he was truly one of the great players of the. Uh, of that era in not only college, but the NFL. You know, it's so funny, Roger, we were at the uh, Touchdown Club. I was showing some pictures of, of him and Earl Campbell standing there in the uniforms mm. and him and Walter Payton. You know, for us over the age of 50, th- th- those are so iconic. Yeah. You know, and even you, you know, you and McMahon and, you know, and the, for the 85 team, so many iconic. But, you know, those guys, you know, when you reach that level and achieve that kind of success, like the, the, the Campbells and the Dorsets and the Walter Payton, man, it just, it's it's really, that's why I just, you know, told our touchdown club, man, enjoy it, enjoy. And he did a good job. Like I said, he he's, he had a couple of tough spots, but just a good dude and very and talented. And he, oh my gosh, Dan, he looked like he could still play. Yeah. I mean, he was, yeah. he, I mean, he was lean and uh, unlike me uh, but uh, anyway uh, so what were your thoughts before we let you go thoughts on the, the NFL action this weekend obviously horrible deal about Aaron Rodgers you know and everybody would probably think I'm like yay you know you know no more hey look I, I admired this guy I'm telling you he's yeah. one of the top four quarterbacks of all time and you can put him in a lot of different orders but I think he's one of the four uh, he what is he got the highest, uh, you know, uh, QBR rating of all time? I mean, he, he, okay, he got it against a lot of crummy pair of secondaries and Detroit Lions secondaries, <laughs> but he, 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 you still got to go out there and do it. I, I hated what happened was, but at the end of the day, hey, uh, such is are yep. the fortunes of life, and yep. so you just keep going. I will tell you this: the Dallas defense, the way they pillaged the Giants, was. It may not have been the most impressive thing of the weekend, but my gosh, it was amazing. Uh, Micah Parsons and DeMarcus Ward. I mean, and, <clears throat> you know me; I love pass rushing. Uh, that was mm-hmm. that was the good. Now, the most 
the most dominant team I saw the 49ers. They went in and destroyed Pittsburgh. Nobody does yeah, that. Yeah. They did it, made it look easy. Both sides of the ball. You can't believe Cincinnati is going to go 0 and 2. So, uh, the same thing with Buffalo. Buffalo, you know, uh, Josh Allen, and, and I think I told you that, you know, I wasn't high on Buffalo. I think they, you know, they lost their, their defensive coordinator, my old teammate, and their, their middle linebackers now in Chicago. And Brian Dable was their offensive coordinator two years ago when I thought Buffalo was the hot team. Now, obviously, he's coaching the Giants. It takes a little while for the magic to kind of run out. You can run on fumes for a little while, but after a year or so, the existing coach, and that's why it goes back to Danny Enos. You know, hey, let's, let's you know, just say you know, last year the offense, it, it was clicking, is it clicking? And obviously, you know, everybody wanted to make a change. We got it, we got it. We're hoping that Danny Enos can figure it out. But at some point, you got to, you have to put your, everybody's got a vision and, and, and your stamp on it. And I still haven't seen it yet. The offense, to me, big time work in progress. We got to find it. We got to find it this week. We can't find it, you know, down in Death Valley next week. That's for sure. We got to find it this week. Do uh, it. At the end of the day, uh, you know, the crazy games, the Bears getting beat, embarrassed at home by the, the Packers. Nobody saw that coming. Well, maybe some people, but, but uh, you know, I, I thought the Bears would win a close one. Well, they weren't even close. Now they got to go to Tampa where Baker Mayfield looks, you know, he looked like Bart Starr last week <laughs> up in Minnesota. So it never gets easy. But I like three games this week, Dallas. Buffalo and Kansas City to bounce back. Kansas City, everybody's thinking, oh, Jacksonville's going to be wait for him. Nah, Kansas City, I don't think, I, don't, I, I can't remember the last time Kansas City lost two games in a row with Mahomes. I think they get it going. But my, at the trough bet this week is Buffalo Bills bouncing back. Uh, uh, the, the, the Raiders, uh, you know, Las Vegas Raiders, uh, smoke and mirrors last week. I don't think they're going to get it done this week against Buffalo. Well, right, there, there well, you go. You, you, yeah, right Roger, Roger writes these down. I write them down. He, D- Dan, the only thing I'm going to have to ask you to do, if you'll help me out, is because, I mean, you nailed uh, last week's uh, JVL over the Colts and the Skins over the Cards. I need you to tell me, are these money line picks? <laughs> you going with a spread? I need to, need to know some of these things. No, the, okay, we're taking Buffalo and, and giving up the eight and a half. This is going to be a 31 to... 16 ball game. Okay. I'm writing it down. Listen, uh, yeah, you're a Roger, Roger, Roger goes on your picks, uh, Dan, as we lays the money I on do. you. It could be a great Christmas for the Scott family, <laughs> Mr. Hampton. Awesome, awesome. Go to the trough. And, and again, we uh, I already uh, gave you the uh, the, uh, the, the Snotland Award. Yes. But, uh, real quick, let me just say this about BYU. I read a bunch of articles, and everybody, you know, they want to talk about the quarterbacks and the history of BYU and yada, yada, yada. Now they got this this young transfer. Was that, I think, Pittsburgh yeah. and then USC. Right. Uh, his name's Clovis. Yes. He'll be as good as you let him be. And at, at, at some point, again, this is, you know, the, the SEC, by virtue of the fact that, you know, you have the best conference in the nation, blah, blah, blah. Why? Well, 
you know, we're not getting this, you know, a bunch of the uh, prototypical six-five pocket passer quarterbacks. What what makes the SEC great? The line play. We have got to get better at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. If we do, Landon Jackson, the rest of those guys, get after Slovis and then start being dominant again. I will feel much better as we get ready to go see LSU next week. So let's hope that, uh, you know, BYU is nothing but just some hot air out of Utah. We'll get things worked out, and we'll be ready to go to Baton Rouge next week. All right, guys. Hi, thank Dan. you so much Th- for having me. Thanks, thank you, buddy. Dan. Go Hawks. Do you want to thank uh, Metro Toys? Go Hawks. Toy- Hawks. <laughs> go Hawks. <laughs> He's got to get that in.